Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Yes, indeedy duty. This is the WCHL podcast. I am the commissioner, Christopher Perry. And on this edition of the WCHL podcast, we don't have Andrew Major Kurth because he had a, uh, he had, he had quite an eventful week, you know, while everyone's out taking finals and uh, doing other things. Andrew welcomed a, a new addition to his family, a young little boy named Oliver. So, uh, Andrew was off taking care of Oliver as he should. And, um, so we wish nothing but the best to, uh, Andrew and his lovely wife and his, uh, beautiful daughter and to his, uh, uh crazy parents and even crazier in-laws. Uh, hopefully they'll give them, they'll give <laughs> the, the brand new four person family some room. I doubt they will, but, uh, hey, whatever. So, uh, so it's just me flying solo here today, and uh, that probably means we'll probably uh, get through this a little bit quicker. It also means it'll be a little bit crappier than, uh, than normal. So uh, welcome, Oliver, and congratulations to Andrew and Kristen and Harper and, um, and Oliver. That's uh, it's always pretty good when you get a new little addition to the family. So uh, it's pretty awesome. Ten fingers, ten toes, and uh, I'm sure he's Andrew's probably already playing uh every beavis and butthead episode for that kid um he's only been alive now for uh six or seven days uh, oliver has and i'm sure he's probably already uh you know on his second repeat viewing of every beavis and butthead show so good for oliver i'm sorry for oliver so hey and uh, also before we get going here um obviously the news from today yesterday was the uh incredible terrible incident that happened at unlv um we had you know, I'm not going to get on my soapbox about uh, guns in America. I think it's telling that, we, you know, you can just look around at the rest of the world. There's a lot of people out there in every single country that has mental health issues or has anger issues. But there's only one country that has mass shooting issues. Um, and so I think that's, uh, that's telling. Um, I, but I'm not going to get on that soapbox. So let's just say that um, I'm, I'm grateful and uh, thankful that all of the UNLV hockey players and coaching staff uh, are safe and that most, you know, unfortunately what we had three people, uh, three people killed, uh, one person severely critically wounded, still in the hospital, and that's not including the, uh, the supposed shooter. So, um, um, you know, let's just be grateful that it wasn't worse than it, than it was. I mean, UN, Las Vegas has experienced a lot worse, obviously, that, that festival shooting from a couple of years ago that did affect the UNLV hockey community. So, uh, you know, let's just uh, be careful and, uh, you know, take time to, you know, tell the people that you love that you love them and tell the people that you care about that you care about them because, you know, nothing's guaranteed in this world. And um, as, as some people found out yesterday, UNLV, I mean, how, how awful for, especially for parents, never mind the kids who are traumatized, they're 
away from home, you know, for the most part, for probably the first or second time in their life. But they're they're trying to figure out how to be an adult, right? And then you got some nut job that comes and decides to shoot people for no good reason. But you know, try being a parent. You know that you're you're entrusting this school to, you know, take care of your kid. You send you send your kids off to school expecting that they're going to come home, whether it's for Thanksgiving or Christmas or you know at the end of the day. And um, what just how horrible, how absolutely horrible. So uh, just know that um, we're very very thankful that uh, everybody from uh, the especially from UNLV uh, the hockey side, but also that. You know, except for the three unfortunate folks that uh, that were killed, and the one person who's you know getting medical care now in the hospital, let's just be grateful it wasn't worse than it was. And uh, hopefully, you know, some people will come to their senses soon and do something about this because it's 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 happening way too damn much. So I'll just leave it at that. Otherwise, I mean, I can probably go on for another hour or so. Hey, um, we've had some ACHA news drop in the couple of past couple of days. You know, stuff that we've been rumored about that we talked about has finally been announced. The GL six, the Great Lakes six hockey conference, has finally announced itself. Um, it only took you know, who knows, you know, three four months. And um, you know, it's I'm, I'm trying to find the the thing here online, uh, but it was announced last week. It's Calvin. Um, uh, Adrian, Davenport, Grand Valley State, Purdue Northwest, and Roosevelt. They've announced themselves as uh, the GL6. They're going to start playing um, in the, the, the next, oh, what is it, um, the 24-25 season. They're breaking off from the Great Lakes Collegiate Hockey League, so the Great Lakes Collegiate Hockey League will still stick around. Um, but in a uh, in a different format because it will only have Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan, Toledo, Oakland, and then they're going to add two teams: the new uh, Saginaw Valley State addition. Uh, they're a new addition to Men's Division One, and the new Northwood team, uh, another addition to Men's Division One for the twenty four twenty five season. So those um, six teams will keep on under the Great Lakes moniker. Admittedly, that Great Lakes League, which is um, which was an offshoot of the old Central States League many years ago, um, you know, it's it's going to be weakened uh, because the the powerful schools that are currently in the Great Lakes League are leaving to form this GL six. So it's kind of like you know the better schools are leaving the lesser schools behind. Um, that GL six is going to be uh, it's loaded. There's no doubt. I mean, you got Adrian, Calvin, Davenport, Grand Valley State, Purdue Northwest. Uh, all five of those teams are in the rankings. Roosevelt does not. Um, you know, the difference is, um, you know, someone's got to finish first and someone's got to finish fifth in that conference. And, um, you know, they're used to being at the top of um, the uh, of a bigger conference. Someone's going to be now at the bottom of this little conference. So, uh, hey, power to them. Good luck to them. Um, Josh Petruzma is going to be their uh, commissioner. Uh, that should be interesting. Uh, he's, uh, he's the son of the uh, Calvin coach. And um, hey, best of luck to uh, to the GL six. They have an interesting little. Uh, they have, kind of have a cartoony uh, little logo. It looks. Uh, it, it, I mean, hey, it looks very nice. It looks very modern. Nice big, thick, bold black lines. Um, it's got a little bit of a wave going on there. So you know, don't know if they're announcing a hockey conference or if they're announcing a, a water park. But uh, 
hey, that, that's their problem to figure out. So the GL6 is finally announced. The ACHA also put out a couple of announcements. Um, uh, Yaroslav Straka, who's been a longtime friend of the uh, ACHA, is uh, officially named as the European consultant for uh, ACHA. He has been, uh, Yaro has been running the uh, European Union Hockey Association and the European University Hockey League um, for the past couple of years. Heck, he founded them, geez, like 10 years ago. And he's the guy who, uh, when the ACHA sends a select team from Men's Division Two or Men's Division Three, or when we send teams over to put, compete in the World Cup of University Hockey, Yaro's the guy who's been setting up all those events and been uh, making sure that everybody's, uh, he's handling all the logistics behind the scenes, making sure the rinks, the teams, the travel, the hotels, he's the guy that sets it all up. So, uh, Yarrow, has, he's left the EUHA and he's left the EUHL and he's now doing his own thing and uh, also helping out officially now uh, the ACHA. So uh, good for Yarrow Straka. He's a good guy. Um, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll just, uh, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see. Now, hey, uh, let's, coupled with that, there is a rumor. A rumor. Anybody interested in a rumor? Um, the 2025 World Cup of University Hockey uh you know, if you remember, we just had the World Cup of University Hockey this year. Earlier uh, this this year, it was at the end of last season. The ECHA sent two teams, one representing the USA, one representing Canada. And the uh, USA team faced off against Canada uh, for the um, uh, for, in the finals of the World Cup of University Hockey. It was held in Carta, Romania. Anyways, um, they're planning for the 2025 World Cup of University Hockey. Once again, the um, uh, ACHA is going to be sending a team representing Canada and a team representing the U.S. And uh, I think it's fair to say, from a rumor perspective, uh, that uh, the lead, the, the head... Oh, what am I trying to say? The, the place that is in the, the best contention to host the event is Poland. It's a place called Osviunchim. Oh, I'm going to say I'm I'm just blowing this. Osviunchim. There we go. Osviunchim. O s w i e c i m. That's how the Polish say it. In German, it was also known as Auschwitz. Um, and uh, they're trying to uh, do what they can to you know. Obviously, they're they're known for one thing, and that's being an, an awful place uh, during. Uh, during World War II, uh, so they're trying to uh, uh, you know generate some other I, I guess touristy type of uh, business, and they've got a decent little hockey thing going on in Poland. So uh, that's the rumor. That's the rumor. So uh, look for that, or at least keep that in the back of your head. Um, you know, part of the the whole process of going over to Europe is to educate as well, uh, to give kids, uh, the players, the the staff a uh, cultural experience in addition to uh, a competitive hockey experience and you know at first you think oh Auschwitz and you go yuck I don't know if that's what I want to do but um, I'm telling you what I I I haven't I haven't been uh, I've been invited to go Um, but if you go to on uh, on Twitter there's the uh, Auschwitz Memorial. It's uh, at Auschwitz Museum, A-U-S-C-H-W-I-T-Z Museum, M-U-S-E-U-M. And uh, it, that's the official Twitter account for, the, uh, for the, what they've turned the concentration camp in in terms of a, uh, a uh, 
an educational place to talk about the history. They preserve the the site itself and they uh, commemorate the victims. It's it's a very follow it on Twitter. Check it out. I mean, we don't we we we're here in America. We're here in North America. We haven't experienced in our lifetimes, at least, and let's hope we don't. We never experienced war um, here in our country um, like they did over in Eastern Europe. And uh, this Auschwitz Memorial Twitter account um, commemorates, um, and, and I'm not going to say celebrate, but let's just say um, educates um, the, uh, the folks about what happened and the atrocities that happened. And it's very informative, very educational. It's, it's worth your while to follow on Twitter. Um, it'll open your eyes. It opened mine. I didn't realize. I mean, you hear about you know, all the thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that went there and were exterminated, basically. And um, uh, I didn't realize how, I mean, for, this is just me, I didn't realize how short of a stay people had. I mean, I thought you know, people were there for years. And um, you know, this can't. Or, or this Twitter account says that, hey, people got to camp on, you know, one day and 30 days later, they're, you know, exterminated. So uh, I, I, that, that was just mind boggling that it was just, uh, to me at least, that it was just a, uh, a conveyor belt, if you will, just a, an absolute, uh, you know, just a killing machine. So uh, it, for those folks who are going over to uh, play in the World Cup of University Hockey, I expect that they're going to have a very moving experience. I've been talking to the ACHA guys that have already gone over there and have toured the facility and have toured the uh, rink arena and the uh, you know seen the hotels and all the amenities that have that are possible there for not only the USA and Canada teams but for the other teams that are coming. Uh, it's probably going to be something very similar to uh, what happened in Romania with. Uh, um, you know, uh, the Czech Republic and uh, Sweden and, um, you know, the, the Romanian teams uh, all going over there. I think they might be adding two more. So uh, so that should be interesting. But they said going to the uh, going to the memorial is just absolutely life changing that you it's one thing to see it. It's one th- I mean, it's one thing to hear about it. It's one thing to read about it. It's totally another to see it. So. Anyways, uh, put that in the rumor bin. Uh, the 2025 World Cup of University Hockey, uh, possibly going to be in Poland, probably going to be in Poland. Um, the other set of news that came out from the ACHA was the uh, they announced an ACHA prospect series. Um, it's, uh, it's a series of events. They're going to happen in 2024. Um, it's going to be held where in New Jersey, Las Vegas, and Adrian College. It's going to allow... Uh, high school and, and junior age kids to uh, participate in an event to be seen by ACHA coaches. It's also going to have a little coaching seminar, not a seminar, coaching, an educational seminar uh, hosted by ACHA Executive Director Craig Marnett, um, where he'll talk about um, the process of, uh, well, options, you know, after after hockey, after junior in high school hockey, where you can go in terms of uh, to keep playing while you're in college, whether it's NCAA D1, NCAA D3, um, or or obviously the ACHA. And we're going to point out the fact that, you know, there's, what, 60, 70 teams at NCAA D1. There's another 60, 70 at NCAA D3. And then there's 450 plus at the ACHA level. And, um, you know, so it's, uh, it's going to really, you know, push the opportunity for for kids to be seen by ACHA folks for them to learn about the ACHA and then also uh, in addition to 
the the games where kids can play to to be seen and in addition to the um, uh, educational seminar there'll be a little thing where the um uh where uh you know coaches and and university personnel will be able to set up their uh have like a little college fair where you can educate and go talk to somebody about what it's going to take to get into school here and there so uh that should be pretty interesting uh, that's going to happen in, uh, again, you can read all about it on the ECHA website. It's going to happen in three locations, Middletown, New Jersey, Las Vegas, Nevada, and Adrian College. So uh, no matter where you are in the country, you want to be able to get to it. Registration is now available. It's online on the ECHA website. It's also on uh, uh, the Capper Hockey Services uh, website. Joe Caprio, who puts on the Chicago Showcase is uh, partnering up with the ACHA to put on this Prospect Series Showcase. So pretty interesting. Um, but there you go. That's the, the news that we have. So, uh, of course, it, you know none of it compares to Oliver's arrival. So uh, that's pretty good. Hey, yesterday we had the new ranking come out for the ACHA Men's Division One. It's the second-to-last ranking of uh, 2023. And once again, the WCHL leads the way in terms of the number of teams in the top 25. We seem to have a couple of uh, clusters you know, uh, picked out with two of the top of the top five are from the WCHL. Central Oklahoma is ranked number four. UNLV is ranked number five, and then uh, 17, 18, 19, and twenty in the in the uh, poll. Those are WCHL teams. Utah is seventeen. Arizona is eighteen. Arizona State is nineteen, and Missouri State is twenty. So uh, there you go. The computer has Oklahoma at number 30, Colorado State at 34, Grand Canyon at 35, and Colorado at 36. So the WCHL is still the top conference by far, according to the computer, uh, followed by the Eastern States League, I believe it is. Here, let me look over here. Change this paper. Uh, yep, Eastern States League, and then the other conference that I oversee, uh, the MCH, is number three now. It's moving up there ahead of the independents, so uh, good for the B Conference. They might not be the B Conference much longer. So, uh, hey, two WCHL teams in the top five and six in the top 20. That's not too shabby at all uh, for a little conference run by a doofus out west. So... Uh, uh, and, you know, I, it, it looks, based on these rankings, there's, there was only one team that moved in. Delaware moved up to number, moved into the poll at number 21. Uh, I forget who, I think it was Westchester moved out. They went from 22 to 26 or 27. Um, so I, I bring that up because it looks as if this cake is getting baked in terms of the teams for nationals. Remember nationals uh, coming up in uh, in March at the Centene Community Ice Center in St. Louis. It's now instead of the top twenty, it's the top twenty four teams. But there are also auto bids that could bump people out. So if you were to go right now based on nationals, all six of the uh, WCHL teams that are in the top twenty or that are in this ranking will make the nationals field. There will be three bumps because the. Um, the Philadelphia conference, the Pittsburgh conference and the New York conference, all of their, their, their highest ranked team right now, um, not counting auto bids. Let's just use the highest ranked team. Those highest ranked teams are outside of the top 25, which means for nationals purposes, there'll be an auto bid. They'll move them in. And remember, we're not doing top 25. We're doing top 24. So, um, 
so yeah, the so that means 22, 23, and 24 would get bumped, which in this uh, uh, in this most recent ranking means Dearborn, Davenport, and Iowa State would all get bumped. Uh, but if we were to look at nationals going ahead, it means Utah at 17 would play. They would play on Thursday against Grand Valley State, number 16. And then the winner of that game, congratulations, you get to go play Adrian. How about that? That's a draw, huh? Here's one. Uh, number 18, Arizona would take on Illinois State on Thursday. The Illinois State is 15. And the winner of that game, congratulations, you get to play number two, Minot State. Arizona State is number 19. They would take on Indiana Tech, number 14, on Thursday. And congratulations, your prize, you get to play Jamestown, the number three team in the nation. Holy smokes. Then, uh, yeah, Missouri State is number 20. Um, You would play, Missouri State would play number 13, Pittsburgh, if, you know, Nationals were held today. And then their prize for if they were to win that game, they get to take on number four, Central Oklahoma. Yikes. And then uh, and then Nevada Las Vegas as the number fifth ranked team, uh, they would take on the winner of number twelve Calvin and number twenty one Delaware. So that's if rankings were to happen today. Um, thankfully they're not gonna happen today. So I, I I'm sorry, that's if nationals were gonna happen today, not rankings. Uh, just using today's rankings. So uh, not not too shabby. In uh, the ranking, Adrian was the number one team in the nation again. Minot State, number two. Jamestown, three. Central Oklahoma and UNLV are four and five. Um, I'm looking to see here if we have any surprises, uh, any big movers. Niagara dropped by two spots. Utah moved up by three spots. Um, Delaware, as I said, I think they jumped up four or five spots. Davenport dropped six spots. So... uh, uh, kind of, kind of interesting. Uh, the cake though, like I said, is, is, I think we're kind of settling in because there doesn't seem to be an awful lot of movement, especially let's say, especially within the top, uh, 19 or so, you know? So, uh, I think that's, I think that's fair to say. Now there's going to be an opportunity for some, uh, some movement, uh, coming up at the beginning of January, because that's when, uh, teams don't necessarily, they play games, but they're not necessarily in school. So they can go travel and get some non-conference games in. Um, and so that's another big chance for teams to make them jump in the rankings. Uh, but after that, we're only eight weeks away from uh, from bids going out for nationals, which is crazy, which means we're only nine and a half weeks from nationals, which is crazy because it seemed like the, the season just started. So uh, anyways, that's, uh, that's, that's where things stand. It's just, um, I, I can't believe the season. We're almost here at the halfway point of the season. Just absolutely crazy. All right. Well, hey, um, again, no Andrew. So uh, let me hit a button here. We'll uh, hear some uh, funny stuff, including one that I I just found on the internet. You'll have to uh, bear with me. I think this is funny. Uh, Let's let's hit the horn, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about games since the last podcast, WCHL standings. Andrew did give me some predictions. I got a pet peeve or two, and then we'll get out of here. Here we go. None of these donkeys even dip, bro. These chumps even chew, bro. Like, none of these dunces ever had a dinger? These losers never had a lipper, bro. Like, chill out. Have a chalk. Peace out. Have a pull. Have a hogger. Have a danger. Have a hammer. Say hello to Sergeant Spitter, boys. First Perna. What's on your mind in the last 48 hours from the end of the game on Saturday to the start of this one? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it wasn't great feeling uh, last game, but um, uh, what was the question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, my turn. Yeah, so um, yeah, just. Um, how about that i like that that was a little clip we of uh, andre vasilevsky <laughs> the goaltender for uh for the tampa bay lightning someone let one rip <laughs> during vasilevsky's post-game interview uh that's the uh that's uh, that's andrew's influence on me had to let that one go so uh, so to speak all right, hey. Um, since uh, since our last podcast, we've had uh, we've had a couple of uh, con- we had three conference series, we had three non conference series. Let's go through it real quickly and just talk about the results. Um, Grand Canyon went all the way up to uh, North Dakota to take on number two Minot State. Minot State ended up walking away with two wins. Uh, Minot State uh, beat uh, the Lopes four to one and six to nothing. Um, which I'm not going to live that's that's to be probably was to be expected uh but uh you know what it's good for grand canyon to get up there and to uh to take on minot state and to uh keep the games relatively close because i mean come on yeah, that could have been you know that, that could be a, a lot worse san diego state went to utah and utah absolutely smoked uh san diego state uh six to one on friday night and ten to nothing the the saturday game yikes so there you go. I mean, San Diego State's running hot and cold. They've got some, uh, I don't know what's going on there. Now, they'll be joining the conference uh, next season. But, um, yeah, for right now, they're, they're, they're struggling. It seems like, you know, they, they split with, Col- well, no, they swept Colorado State. And then they, um, you know, they, they, they just, they've, they've had some decent little, uh, they've had some decent little results, you know, splitting with uh, Arizona State and, um I think that's what it was. Maybe I'm wrong. I, th- I know they've split with a couple of folks, but yeah, then they go to Utah and just get absolutely demolished. So, uh, hey, good for the Utes. Congratulations to Coach Morgan Feeney. Uh, just taking care of business like they should, and uh, I'm sure that's probably a big reason why they moved up here a little bit in the rankings. Maryville went down to the Jordan Valley Ice Park to take on Missouri State, and uh, Maryville walked away with two dubs. Um, which uh, that's a tough place to get some dubs. Uh, but uh, Maryville won six to four on Friday night, three to one on Saturday. So Missouri State is, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll want to get that one back. I don't know if uh, Missouri State has to go to Maryville yet, uh, or if they've already been. I'll have to look at the schedule. But um, that's beginning to be a little bit of a rivalry, and I'm sure while uh, Coach Hogan was down there in Springfield, he was probably. Talking about his grand plans to, uh, you know, steal teams and form his own conference. Uh, so we'll have to we'll have to check in and see what kind of uh, conspiratorial efforts uh, Commissioner Hogan had from uh, from his Maryville folks. Uh, UNLV went down to Arizona to play a couple of uh, afternoon games in uh, Tucson. Both of those games were at uh, one o'clock in the afternoon. And it really felt bad for for the U of A folks, not not only because of you know the, their game results. Uh, UNLV won both games six to one and four to two, um, but I felt bad because the um, you know they deserve better. I can't wait for that new facility to open up in Tucson so that U of A can 
play games um, in front of their own crowd and at decent times because they're in a building that's shared by the uh, Tucson Roadrunners and that's run by the basically the city of Tucson. And, you know, they, they don't have a whole lot of control over the um, the availability, or at least the timing, let's say, of, uh, of, of some of their games. So when the Tucson Roadrunners uh, from the American Hockey League play on that same day, U of A has to go at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And this is UNLV. This is the number four or five team in the nation, depending on what ranking you were looking at. And there was, you know, there was crickets in the stands. That place should have been full. The Tucson is a great, great, great hockey town. Um, U of A is the town team. And uh, they get incredible support. Like this weekend, Arizona State's going to come down to Tucson to play. That play. The Tucson Convention Center is going to be packed. Well, UNLV should have... You know, that house should have been packed for UNLV versus U of A. Uh, throw out the results. doesn't matter the results. So I, I felt terrible. I, you know, there's not an awful lot you can do about it um, other than let's get our – I can't wait for that new arena to open up and to, to finally get built. Hopefully it's uh, on track to open in a year or two so that uh, U of A is no longer um, at the uh, – at the at – the, you know, they they don't have to depend on anybody else. They don't have to worry about it. They've got control of the facility and they can play games uh, at the most optimal time. So that that would be I'm I'm looking forward to that. You know, but hey, you know, let's get back to the game results. UNLV went in and took care of business and did what they should have done. That was a six to one game on uh, on Friday night. It was just domination uh, by UNLV. Now the next day, the next afternoon, was um, a little bit closer. It was a uh, two to two game late, and UNLV gets a goal, and then they got an empty netter to make it four to two. But uh, you know, props to U of A for not laying down. They could have after getting pasted six to one the night before. So uh, again, I just uh, you know, good good results for UNLV. They did they took care of business like they were supposed to, and um, I just wish they had a better crowd. Uh, that's it, that's that's just a shame that the uh, arena wouldn't work with them um, to to get a, a better crowd. You know the American Hockey League, well, you know, they're the almighty, right? Just south of the NHL. So, uh, anyways, or at least just listen to them. They'll 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 tell you that's what the case is. All right, I'm not going to get rolling on those guys. Um, Colorado, Colorado State played a home and home series. First game was up in uh, Fort Collins on Friday night. CSU walks away with a four to two victory. Scored a uh, super late goal with like 20 seconds left to go in the game uh, on the power play, and then they got an empty netter to make it uh, to turn a very tight two to two game that looked like it was going to overtime. Um, turned it into a four to two CSU Rams victory there at Epic, and then uh, the next day they played down in Boulder in front of a boisterous crowd, and uh, Colorado walks away with that victory. They defended their home ice. Um, Colorado wins five to three over the Rams. So uh, both CU and CSU split their Rocky Mountain showdown on ice in uh, defending home turf. Good for both of those programs. And uh, it was both, again, uh, the, 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 it was good to see crowds. You know, how about that? Uh, it's good to see, uh, I mean, not only good competition on the ice, but uh, crowds off the ice, a uh, lot of support. You know, you got to, I'm telling you what, boy, a lot of vulgarity, though, in the, in the crowd. I guess it is a hockey crowd, so I shouldn't be too... Uh, too surprised but um yeah boy the especially the csu crowd they were giving it to colorado on on friday night yikes 
And then uh, Oklahoma and Central Oklahoma played on uh, uh, on Friday and Saturday. That was at uh, the Arctic Edge Ice Arena, the home ice of both teams, which was interesting. And um, uh, on Friday night, UCO was the home team. On Saturday, Oklahoma was the home team. UCO ended up winning both games, four to two Friday night, five to one on Saturday. Um, an excellent crowd on Friday night, a decent crowd on Saturday. And, um, you know what, uh, I, I happened to be at the Friday night game, at least for a good portion of it. And, um, UCO is just, uh, UCO is just bigger, stronger, faster. They were, the thing that stood out to me, um, you know, Brendan Culbertson bond is in net for, for Oklahoma and he's doing the best he can, but, UCO just came at them in waves. There was a point in time on in the in the first period on Friday night where Oklahoma had more power play opportunities than they had shots on goal, and that was because uh, you know UCO was getting to every loose puck. They were just faster. They were stronger. They would um, they would just maintain possession. And um, uh, it, you know they they OU's both goals were scored on the power play. Um, and, uh, UCO just, you know, they just chipped away. They just came at them. It was just a a wave after wave of offense. And then on Saturday, they just, they just took care. They jumped out to a big lead and, and coasted the rest of the way. So, uh, UCO, um, takes that, uh, series from OU. Um, and so what that means in terms of the WCHL standings, as we sit here, uh, today, Nevada Las Vegas is still in first place in the uh, in the uh, WCHL with 32 league points earned. Central Oklahoma is in second place with 24 points earned. Now the difference or the thing to remember is UNLV has played four more games than Central Oklahoma. Central Oklahoma has played eight games. They've won all eight of those games. UNLV has played 12. They've won 10 of them. They lost one in regulation, and they also won a game in uh, in like a shootout or overtime. So they've dropped four points, which means that when all is said and done and we get to everyone plays an even number of games, Central Oklahoma has the possibility of catching UNLV. Um Obviously, that and that puts the, the, the limelight, if you will, on that big series coming up in February when UCO goes to UNLV. Um, that'll be head-to-head, and um, that it's looking right now like it's going to be a tilt for the WCHL title. Utah is in third place with 20 points. Uh, Arizona is in fourth place with 19 points. Missouri State and Colorado State are tied for fifth with 16 points. Oklahoma has 13 points. They're in seventh place in the WCHL. Um, Colorado has 11 points. They're in eighth place. Arizona State is in ninth place with seven points. And Grand Canyon is in uh, last place in the conference standings with four conference points. All of that can be seen on the WCHL Twitter account. Um, we put that out every night after games. So, uh, no, that's the way it's going to be until January because there's going to be no more conference games between uh, now and January. So all of our conference play is done. This week, in terms of games, we only have three teams in action. Arizona State heads down to Tucson to take on Arizona. Those are non-conference games because of their proximity to one another and because of their rivalry. Arizona and Arizona State play, I think it's eight times. They play six games down in Tucson. They play two in Tempe. 
And so uh, the one of those three series in Tucson is, the, is a conference series, and that's the series that's going to be played in late February. Um, and they've already played the series up in uh, Tempe. Uh, so this Arizona State at Arizona uh, series is a non-conference series. It'll be played at the TCC, and they'll have, um, hopefully they'll have, um, it's it's at night, so they'll pack the place out. Unlike the uh, UNLV series, I did uh, in the other non-conference series. Jamestown is going to UNLV, so that should be a heavyweight fight right there in terms of uh, top ten. Uh, well, top five. I mean, that's number three, Jamestown, going to number five, UNLV. So that should be a heck of a series at the City National Arena on Friday and Saturday. Um, I did have an opportunity to talk to the brand new father, uh, Andrew himself. He texted me. I asked him for his predictions. Um, he said that he's predicting a Arizona sweep of Arizona State down at the TCC. I'm sure that'll be some bulletin board material for the guys in Tempe. And Andrew is also predicting a split between uh, Jamestown and UNLV out in uh, Vegas. If you remember, Jamestown came down to UCO earlier this year and laid uh, two L's on uh, UCO at Arctic Edge. So um, Jamestown has some, uh, they've got some pop in them and they're well-disciplined, they're fast and uh, they're a good, good, good little team. So uh, good for, good for them. All right. So there you go. Andrew says Arizona's going to sweep and UNLV will split with Jamestown. So those are the only games. And after that week, after these games will be shut down for the, uh, We'll be shut down for the semester in terms of, you know, games that are going to play. Everyone will go home, hopefully finish up finals, go home, enjoy Christmas and New Year's with some friends and family. And then um, uh, then we'll get back after it uh, pretty early on. I think the first couple of games is uh, January. Oh, geez, here I'm going to have to look because I'm not. Oh, Chris, I wish I had the old January calendar right in front of me. I think the someone plays January 5th, which is the Friday right after New Year's. That's a little quick. Wow. All right, so there you have it. Those are the games, and um, we'll still be doing the WCHL podcast. Don't worry. We're, we're, we've, we've got plans in the in the mix to talk to some coaches and some players. We'll, we'll keep you occupied with some uh, generally craptastic podcasts. So uh, don't worry about that. Just because we have, have games doesn't mean we're going to no, doesn't mean we're going to give you any relief from having to listen to, to us ramble on here. Hey, uh, one last thing uh, before we get out of here. Everyone knows about you know if you've listened to the WCHL podcast first. Um, I'm sorry. Secondly, thank you. Um, I know that's all the 11 listeners in uh, in Springfield, Missouri. It's the big guy over in the Vatican. And it's a, a couple of coaches in uh, in Salt Lake City. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for listening. But if you've listened, you know that I have a couple of pet peeves when it comes to things, uh, especially hockey related. I cannot the 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 business of high numbers just blows my mind. Um, I I don't get it. Um, this is ACHA hockey, and if you're wearing number, you know, ninety six, you know, uh, you, you know, you're I, I, I don't know. I just, I think we ought to go, you know, one through 35 and those are the, those are the numbers. Um, and so I, I get a kick when I see, uh, you know, 73 and, uh, you know, 72 and 84 and 96. And I'm like, ah, oh, give me a break guys. I mean, you, you might want to emulate, you know, who, whoever that superstar player is, but, 
you're in the ACHA, you know, one through 35 is the way it ought to be, I think. Um, so I, you know, there's one of my high numbers. The other, it's related to this, it's score sheets. I, you know, I just, I put in a lot of score sheets on there every uh, weekend from a lot of different teams. And man, I cannot tell you how infuriating it is sometimes uh, when, when the score sheets are filled out improperly. And, and by that, I mean, you're supposed to put in your starters, your six starters, and then after that, list the rest of your roster numerically, but invariably. And it's, you know, I've gotten used to it. It just, you know, it's one of those things where I go, Ugh. people, they don't put the numbers in numerically. They put the, uh, they, they put them in by lines, you know. So if you've got a, an, um, I'll just use Oklahoma's big line, 11, 37, and 88, Um you know they'll they'll list 11 37 and 88 and then they'll list the next line um and then they'll list the next line and you know it's a jumble all over the dang place so when you're scoring the game you're having to move up and down and anyways it's just a little pet peeve so it'd be so much easier if people would just put in your six starters and then list the rest of your roster who's who's going to play that night numerically but here here's here's the latest addition to my pet peeves as it relates to hockey and it's parents asking for stat corrections. Oh, I recently had a parent of a team, a non-WCHL team, and even, how about this, a non-B conference, a non-MCH team, contact me in my role uh, as for, for the ACHA, saying that a goal was incorrectly awarded to, uh, you know, Jimmy when it should have been awarded to Johnny. And it just so happens Johnny is this person's son. And I have the, uh, I can send you the, um, I can send you the, the video clip where they announced it um, correctly. And I can, where you can actually see that, you know, Johnny scores, not Jimmy. So can we get that correction done? And, you know, I look and, you know, and again, no one's going to the NHL. Uh, no one's, you know, for the most part, no one's going to play pro hockey after this, whether it's here in the States or even over in Europe. But uh, I just, it, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, and bear with me, here's the crab apple coming out. These kids are young adults, pre-adults, right? They're, 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 pre, they're learning how to be adults. And they're learning how to do laundry on their own and how to eat on their own and how to take care of their classes and their other obligations, you know, time management. And they're, you know, I, I can't imagine mom or dad calling up the professor saying, hey, you know, um, so-and-so should have had a 97 instead of a 96. Um, so it just goes all over me, uh, when, uh, you know, mom or dad calls up and says, Hey, you know, can I, you know, so-and-so, uh, you know, uh, you know, Eddie should have got a, uh, uh, an assist on this goal. Um, or he should have got that goal, uh, not so-and-so. And I'm thinking these kids are adults. They're they're They can take care of themselves and they're not going anywhere. Uh, after this, other than directly into the workforce where hopefully they're going to be, you know, good human beings. Um, so, uh, anyways, there's, there's my, there's my little rant, my little bitch for the day. So I just, uh, we, I finally had to tell that, uh, that person that, uh, you know, happy to make that change if it comes from the coaching staff, but we're not making changes when it comes from a player or a parent directly.
And uh, I also just, I can't stand taking away points from somebody else. You know, if they announce it wrong, that's fine. Um, we can correct it or we can add, you know, if you missed a, uh, an assist, there's plenty of openings where a second assist isn't there. I can add you in on somebody else's assist, you know, so that you can get that point. But it's got to come from the, the, the coaching staff. It can't come from the player. It can't come from the, uh, it really can't come from a mom or a dad. So anyway, so there you go. High numbers, improperly filled out score sheets, and now uh, parents asking for stat corrections. Add that to my list of pet peeves. So whatever. And, and it's probably, you know, your list of pet peeves is listening to me rant here on the WCHL podcast. So in uh, wondering where the hell Andrew is. So um, let's get out of here. I appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate everybody um, um, taking care, uh, enough care to uh, follow the WCHL and ACHA hockey. Um, the, the, these kids are playing for the love of the game, and they don't get enough credit as, uh, as they should get because they are true, true, true student-athletes. They're not getting paid. They're not getting scholarships. This isn't like football or basketball where there's, you know, big NIL money out there luring people in left and right. These kids are literally playing for the love of the game for their university. And uh, we're just trying to shine a little light their way. So thank you for listening. Um, appreciate uh, folks uh, that, that do listen on a regular basis, all 11 of you and the big guy over in uh, the Vatican. And, uh, yeah, even the folks in Utah. Uh, go ahead, give us a five-star rating if you can. Um, uh, I noticed uh, Spotify is doing some sort of wrapped thing. So uh, if, you've, if you've been listening to the WCHL podcast and we're on your Spotify wrapped, let us know. Shoot us uh, a little something in, on Twitter at WCHL pod or at Western CHL. Um, let us see how long you've been listening, and we'll apologize for that. We will take that into account. Um, Andrew, congratulate Andrew online, um, for, uh, Oliver's arrival. Andrew is on Twitter at Stickford AM, S T I C K F O R D A M. I'm on Twitter, uh, not for long, but, uh, I'm still there. The account is still there at CJP in OKLA. I'm also on threads and blue sky at that same account. So that's CJP in OKLA. And if you have any questions, uh, feel free to shoot it to us at, uh, like I said, it, either one of those th- three or four accounts, WCHL Pod, Western CHL, CJP in OKLA. That'll, all those will get to me. Get, if you have a question for Andrew, hit him up at Stickford AM. Congratulate him on the arrival of Baby Oliver. And maybe you can feel sorry for baby Oliver too, huh? Jeez, having Andrew as a dad. Yikes, that's scary. All right, let's, uh, we got some hockey to get uh, to pay attention to the last couple of games of the 2023 fall semester. So Arizona, Arizona State, UNLV, Jamestown. Uh, hate night down in Tucson for, uh, for the Cactus Cup. And, uh, geez, a heavy hitter. Uh, Jamestown, number three at number five, UNLV. Should be some good hockey. Appreciate everybody listening. Let's uh, let's get out of here, huh? Everybody have a great week. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. We'll talk to you soon. 